Welcome to another episode of me and my team in the news here as we enter the middle of August. It's a wonderful muggy summer for August. I'm Tim. And I'm Ben. We're so happy you could join us here today. Ben's very excited about going back to school, aren't you, Ben? Nope. Really? Yeah. You sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. But this time you get to go to school in an actual classroom, it looks like. Uh, maybe? <laughs> Your school, we should explain to our listeners that Ben's school year has been delayed two weeks, not because of the pandemic, but because the building is under construction and the construction is not finished yet. So instead of starting school this week, he is going to start school at the end of August. And you're upset about that delay, I'm sure. Nope. Hmm. I mean, I got a pretty good deal. They just took two days out of our Thanksgiving break that were already supposed to be online. Yeah. So, yeah. Honestly, I basically got two free weeks of no vacation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wish uh, I could work that out in real life, in the working world. Well, while you've had that vacation time, what have you been focusing your attention on? Eh, soccer. Yeah. Just, you know, relaxing. Hmm. You are so close to getting a job. Next year, the minute you get a driver's license, you are getting a job. And this sleeping until noon every day all summer is going to stop. Hey, I don't sleep into noon every day. What, some days you're up at 11? No, some days I have weightlifting. Well, okay. But, like, once a week on average? Uh, three times a week? Yeah, but you haven't had it. Well, never mind. We're not going to argue about that anymore. We can talk more about what it'll mean for you to get a job, but we'll do that at another time. And I can say, from talking to all my parent friends out there, that when your oldest turns 16, I'm told it's a magical time because suddenly they can take themselves to practice and even their siblings to practice in after-school activities. So, looking forward to that. In the meantime, uh... You haven't been paying any attention to news, like, at all? No, I've been paying attention. Oh. Of course I have. So, you, what, you watched the newscast last night? What's a newscast? Wait, did you read the paper today? Again, Dad, we've been over this, like, a thousand <laughs> times. I get my news from my phone, like a oh, normal person. that's right. Your phone controls your mind. Got it. <sighs> so, what is your phone telling you you should be paying attention to today? Uh, well, this is... Not old news yet, but uh, Cuomo go resigno. Yes, Governor Cuomo has resigned in New York. And I'm curious what you... you know, there seem to be a difference of opinions in uh, a generational sense in some way. So what do you think of the former hero of the pandemic at some times with how New York had to handle things that were happening? What do you think about the circumstances around his resignation? Well, we kind of all knew after the AG report that it was it was pretty much inevitable that he was going to resign yeah. instead of being impeached. And, yeah, so good riddance. But do you think that he deserves to be forced out of office? Why? He sexually harassed 11 different women in multiple occasions. But there was... And retaliated against mm. one of them for speaking out. That, that, yeah. that seems like that's both corrupt and disgusting that at the same time. That seems pretty bad. Would you be shocked to believe that had this happened 30 years ago when he was a younger politician, he probably would not have had to resign? No, not really. We've come a long ways, what you're saying. 
eh, we've we've come pretty far, but you know, there's still always work to be done. Yes. Have you read about his replacement, the lieutenant governor? Uh, yeah, first female governor of New York. Which is surprising. To Maybe not say. having a creepy old guy will finally be good for New York. Well, I was, you do know that uh, Governor Cuomo, you would think that a governor resigning in the state of New York would be a rare thing, but it's nah, not it's, that rare. it's pretty common. Now, the last three have left under some kind of scandal. Really? The last three? Yep. Cuomo, the other guy, and the other guy. Very good. I'm glad to see you're paying a lot of attention to politics. Huh. Yeah. Well, I don't pay attention to politics that aren't in my state. Like, I don't keep New up York on the governor. state. I don't keep up on the governor's race of Montana. Why would I do the same for New York? Okay. Well, uh, I am curious, though, that something that this brings up. Uh, so, sexual harassment. Where did you learn about sexual harassment and, you know, that it's a bad thing? Uh, probably school, I yeah. guess. You know, yeah. they what, have... What kind of things do they teach in school? Because it was not a subject when I was growing up that was really ever brought up in school. Well, I went to a Catholic school, so, you know, they did kind of the bare minimum. Leave room for Jesus, guys! <laughs> Which was one of their actual lines, but... Yeah. Basically, just don't be a creep. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's pretty solid advice to it's live not bad by. advice. Alright. But it wasn't a big educational push... You know, morals in the classroom, sex education, stuff like that. Eh, it wasn't really that big of a thing. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I was just curious. I didn't know how much it was talked because you have like a strong opinion about it. So, just my, my opinion is sexual harassment bad. How is that a strong or controversial opinion at all? Well, we're not going to talk about any previous presidents, but. We will talk about some other news that's been going on. So while much of America has been focused on the saga around the New York governor, much of the world has been focused on what's happening in Afghanistan as the U.S. has been drawing down troops. The Taliban has been advancing rapidly, and it seems like it's a matter of a very brief period of time before the Taliban is likely to take the capital. Have you followed this these developments at all? Yeah, I have, and... I've come to the conclusion that if we left 10 years ago, the result would have been the same. If we had left 10 years in the future, the result would have been the same. I mean, like, I, I think we should have probably taken the lessons from Vietnam and applied them to Afghanistan, as in you can't defeat a determined local population. Hmm. Well, there's a determined local population also that's been battling the Taliban. They're just losing to them. We feel like we should just abandon them. I mean, what else was there to do? Send more American troops to the meat grinder? Well, that's a really terrible way to phrase that. I mean, and one very different thing from Afghanistan and Vietnam is, of course, the number of American casualties was far, far less in Afghanistan, though each of them tragic. For 20 years, it seemed like there was only one of two options, which was to get out, which is where we are at this point, or to have a full-scale military force come in and really drive the Taliban out again, but they would keep coming back, right? Yeah. It's kind of like uh, the Hydra, you know? You cut off one head, two more spring up. Mm. Which I do think gets back to something that isn't talked about that much these days, but the previous policies on using drone strikes to kill 
people who are believed to be aligned with Al-Qaeda or the Taliban or other terrorism organizations, um, you know, their warnings when the U.S. started doing this under then-President Obama was that this would cause a lot of people to be really angry at the U.S. and for everyone we'd kill and members of their family and friends that we killed, uh, there would be a new generation of radicals who are very anti-U.S. and perhaps understandably so. And now 20 years, you know, the 18 and 20 year old fighters who are fighting against the U.S. or fighting with the Taliban have grown up their entire lives under a U.S. occupation. Yeah, pretty much. And I've grown up my entire life with the U.S. being at war. Yeah, it's true. I'm not saying there are any good answers, but uh, there are a number of fascinating things that will have to happen and be happening as we record this podcast. The U.S. is sending more troops in to help secure the embassy. There's a decent chance of evacuating the American embassy, along with as many nations are doing now. Turkey's working to secure the airport. Um, and Tajikistan is working with Russia to shore up their border because they would prefer not to have the Taliban fighting there. And at the same time, China has been very involved. And an interesting bit, have you followed the saga lately of the Uyghur uh, fighters, I guess we would call them, or rebels, or just the Uyghur population in general? And how Wait, it there's a rebellion in China? No, not really. There yeah, have been yeah. Uyghur fighters supposedly fighting alongside the Taliban, though the Taliban denies it. And the Taliban is making a deal with China that they won't allow any Uyghurs to become part of the Taliban or fight for the Taliban or base themselves in Afghanistan to fight against uh, the Chinese government. Huh. So, I've not heard the Uyghurs were allegedly fighting with the Taliban. Mm-hmm. That has been uh, one of the many things here removed from it as we are in the U.S. We tend to think Muslim, Muslim. Okay, the Taliban should support the Uyghurs. But the Taliban says, no, we'd rather have China be our friend and let us do this. And we're not so worried about those that Muslims over there. That says a decent there. amount about both the Taliban and China. Mm-hmm, that it does. And yet there'll be nothing the U.S. can do about it. Yeah, I mean, what Afghanistan really needs, I guess, is, you know, it's kind of, this will sound harsh, but it's their problem, so they're the only ones who can fix it, right? Mm. The only way real change is going to come about is by changing the hearts and minds over the course of generations. Which was a lot of the talk of the Bush administration was the whole point, was to win over the hearts and minds, but... um, yeah, yeah, blowing things up really doesn't do that. Like, yeah, you know, going in, shooting a bunch of guys and saying you're happy now generally doesn't work. That is a, a very much a simplification, but I think there's some prof- profundity, profoundness. What's the right word there? Uh, some profound things in there. We'll just go with that. Yeah, that works. Yeah, it, it has. The, the American government does have a history of not being able to help those who help them when they have been fighting wars. Um, The first Iraq war, the U.S. convinced a lot of Iraqi rebels to rise up against Saddam Hussein. And when the U.S. basically stopped at the Kuwait border, all the Iraqi rebels who thought the U.S. was going to help them were pretty much executed by Saddam Hussein because the U.S. just left them. Huh. Yeah, so... There's been a lot of talk around, hey, the Afghan people who really helped the U.S., shouldn't we let them come to the U.S.? And 
Yeah, I, I, I feel like we're doing that with like the translators and their families. Some of them, but there's also a lot of pushback because there's a whole, how do we know they're not a sleeper cell? We can let, let them come into our country? Oh, not this again. Well, it's really been something that has been... I hate the a what, challenge. I hate the whataboutism. Like, well, you know, you know, right. it's just such an easy way to demonize any type of immigrant you feel like. Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Well, what if they have drugs? I mean, you never know. Sure, it's a single mother, but who knows what they could be hiding? Oh, a Muslim family? Nah, eh, they're probably terrorists. Like, you know, it's we're making broad stereotypes of an entire cultural group. I mean. Islam is, like, the world's second biggest religion. Third or fourth, I think. What would be in front of it? Well, Sikhs, Sikhism, and I believe Hindu and Christianity are all larger populations than Muslim. But you know what? We should probably look that up. That would be the responsible thing to do. Yeah, probably. Uh, Well, while you turn around your phone and look that up, I will just say that this latest chapter, and we'll see how it unfolds, the other part of it that has not been very widespread in the media coverage is the toll the fighting in Afghanistan has had on those who fought there. That really hasn't been part of the equation. It's been more political saying, no, we shouldn't leave. Yes, we should leave. But there are certainly a number of challenges with the VA and a lot of challenges with what soldiers have been through fighting for the United States in Afghanistan for the last 20 years, there doesn't seem to be a lot of coverage in the media uh, about that that I've seen. Uh, have you? What, what are you doing? What? I'm looking it up, what you said. Have you not figured it out yet? I'm, I'm looking. Okay, so Muslims number two. Number two behind you. Christianity. Okay. So, yeah, second biggest ethnic or religious group in the world. Okay. Uh, yeah, so what were you saying? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention at all. Wow, is this what you do with your teachers? Oh wait, you haven't had teachers in class for a while. Yeah, it's been like a year and a half. You're going to have to refresh my memory well, here. Speaking of school, you know, there's been a ton of debate over whether kids should be in school, be virtual, or wear masks at school. Um, particularly for those who are too young to get the vaccine. Um, what do you think? What's your opinion? I definitely think that there should be a masking requirement and for high schoolers a vaccine requirement and i mean it's not that out of the question school already requires you to have like a measles and polio vaccine to go to school so what's one more right hmm. i okay. mean for those who are old enough fair enough you know um but you i guess your soccer team you, you all probably don't sit around talking about it and since you have not gotten back to school to actually talk to people you, you have any sense of what your classmates will think about that uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd say it'd be probably like 50-50. Yeah. You know, just the, which is pretty much the general feeling of the American people. Actually, it's probably more like 60-40, thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did read an article in, what was it, The Atlantic? You've been reading The Atlantic again? What? They you have should really of- subscribe. This is like the third time you've brought them up. That costs money, and I'm broke. I'm 15. I have no money at all. Okay. Well, what did the Atlantic tell you? Uh, 60% of Americans support a vaccination requirement. Hmm. 
which is weird because, you know, in places like Florida and Texas, the governors don't even allow any kind of mask mandates. Well, there are some differences. I mean, to say a vaccine requirement is there are people who believe everyone should be vaccinated and everyone should get the vaccine, but who will stop short of saying the government should require people like to get vaccines. That drums up all kinds of things like, you know, forcibly injecting a needle in somebody, essentially. Um, Although typically it's done through softer requirements, like you can't go into a building if you haven't been vaccinated or you can't do certain things. Yeah, I feel like there should be, you know, a second option. Okay, you don't want to get vaccinated? Well, enjoy online school then. Mm. I mean... Yeah. I feel like that's fair enough. All right. Well, you know... I'd really prefer you not have your second year of high school also be online because I think you should talk to people yeah, but besides I'm vaccin- me sometimes. But I'm vaccinated. Right, so there you go. True. I Very should true. be able to go into the building. Yes, that's true. All right, anything else? Uh, I will say, you know, the Olympics are over. Oh, yeah. How many Olympians can you name? Uh, there's Simone Biles, Megan Rapino. Michael Phelps didn't compete in this one. No, did he? he did not. Um, okay... Let me think. Oh, there was that uh, Belarus athlete who had to apply for asylum because she used something called free speech. Uh, her name's super long in Slavic, so I can't pronounce it. Yes, there was. That was a very interesting case. And a reminder to all of us that we take freedom for granted here in the United States. And, uh... Yeah, so, there are a few more, but I'm drawing a blank right yeah, now. Yeah, well, just put me on the spot there. Well, I did just put you on the spot because in my generation, at your age, the Olympics were such a big deal that you knew all the American winners. At least certainly you would know a dozen of them and watch them and have watched quite a bit. And, you know, Megan Rapinoe, you already knew who she was. And Simone Biles, you knew who she was and she was all over the news. That really comes down to a difference of how much time did you spend watching the Olympics? I watched a few highlights, but like I wouldn't sit around waiting for the event to come on live, mostly because they're hosting it in Japan, which makes coordinating times very hard. Yeah. Oh, look at this. We're getting a special guest appearance from Lulu. The family dog. Yes. She uh, loves coming into our podcast, and I'm sorry you all can't see her, but... This is an audio forum, after all. But we're just going to keep going, and if she barks, that's just fine, because she's part of the family. And what she says when we barks is something like, Dad is my favorite, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, sure. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? How you don't watch the Olympics. Oh, yeah, that. What about at soccer? Were all your friends talking about watching the Olympics? Not really, mostly because... Did the men's soccer team even qualify? They did not. Yeah, so... That was kind of a bust, and but we it, all knew the women's soccer team was going to do good. Pretty well. So like, they didn't do well. They didn't win the gold. They got bronze, didn't they? Yes, they did. And their one problem is they have a really old squad right now. Mm, experience. They're all younger than I am. Megan Rapinoe's like what thirty something. Thirty something is not old. In in terms of athletes, it's it's pretty old. Not old. In fact, uh, just the other night, Cardinals pitcher Adam Wainwright threw a complete game shutout with just 84 pitches. How old is he? 39. He'll be 40 this month. Well, yeah, but, you know, there's, of course, a different standard for each sport and even among the positions. Like, for example, 
someone who's a professional in shooting can do it a lot longer than a professional boxer. Now, there's some boxers who are fighting in their 50s. Yeah, there's Floyd Mayweather and that. Do you remember George Foreman? I've heard. Oh, know. the grill guy. The grill right. the guy. Grill guy. Uh, the grill guy. One of the most ferocious boxers of all time. Also, the grill guy. Yeah, the grill guy. Yeah. It's a. Uh, all right. Well, I won't continue to be insulted by you calling people way younger than me old because you called me old all the time. What? I'm saying they're old in terms of being athletes, you know? Like, the physical strain on your body starts to really, you know, deteriorate after like 37, 38. Well, how do you, but, but you're not a doctor? How do you know these things? Because all athletes, a decent portion of athletes don't make it to their 40s. Maybe they Pele should... retired at 39. Maybe he was just bored with soccer. Yeah, sure. Speaking of men's soccer news, uh, I assume you saw the world reverberating major biggest soccer club move in forever. Messi to PSG? That's right. What do you think of that, Mr. FIFA man? Well, I mean, well, Barcelona's dead now. They pretty much had... (laughs) They had Messi and uh, a bunch of other people, but mainly Messi. And now Paris Saint-Germain has Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi. And wait, when did this become a sports podcast? What? Right now. Sports, when sports are in the news, we talk about it. That's all you care about. Sports, sports, that sports, 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 sports. Oh, come on. Barkis so, is sitting in the front because he's good at sports. sports. Is that what comes next from that Simpsons episode that I saw 25 years ago? I'm... Oh, yeah. So they play hockey against each other. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one. That's a good episode. I remember it 20 years later. Uh-huh. Almost as good as speaking of soccer, the Simpsons, when they have the soccer uh, match in town, and the announcer is very excited about them passing the ball back and forth. Oh, uh, yeah. the crowd starts booing. That was great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. we should move on to like actual news and not Fine. cartoon episodes there that aired 20 years ago. Plenty of wonderful Simpsons podcasts, I'm sure. You should go find some when you have free time when you're done listening to us. What uh, else? Anything else in the news? Anything uh, else you've been focusing on, paying attention to? One thing I would like to focus on yeah. is uh, the infrastructure bill actually oh. got through the Senate. That's right. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, nothing ever gets through the Senate anymore. And you know, Mitch McConnell actually said nice things about uh, President Biden. Whoa, hold on, I'm 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 pretty sure that's illegal in some kind of law. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, what's your? I'm curious because I've been around politics and national coverage for a long time, but I'm curious for what your perception is of the infrastructure deal and how it all came about, what it means, all that. Uh. Well, it's like a trillion dollars or something. It's a lot of zeros. Yeah. But, you know, it's the first bipartisan, major bipartisan piece of legislation that's passed the Senate in forever. Well, there have been relief packages and some other things that have. But, like, major lasting things. Yeah. I mean, the last major bill of any kind was Obamacare, right? Well, I didn't really pass the Senate. That was done in reconciliation. No, there have been, like, the multi-trillion dollar relief packages during COVID. I guess. There have been other big bills. But 
for a Senate where we thought that every vote was going to be 50-50 with a tiebreaker, to have a big bill like this passed in a bipartisan way is a pretty strong shift and a pretty strong signal that the Republican Party is currently in a very fractured state right now and that there are some willing to work with Democrats on government projects. Yeah, I mean, it took a lot of compromising. I feel like the original bill was like three and a half trillion, and they had to cut pretty much everything that isn't roads and bridges and railway and stuff like that. You mean infrastructure? Hard infrastructure. There's hard infrastructure uh, and then soft infrastructure. Well, is there anything that doesn't qualify as soft infrastructure? Uh, this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I think there's some funding for us in the infrastructure bill. No. Nope. It might have been cut. I did see rural uh, fiber connections, high-speed internet, which I think is long overdue. Yeah, I can't believe that's still not a thing. I have coworkers who can't get high-speed internet, and they're trying to do Zoom calls, and you know they're dropping all the time, or they can't have cameras on because the best internet they can get is, isn't good enough. Or sometimes, like, even on... Even on the drive to high school, there will be spots where they're just dead zones with no service. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of a bad thing because what if what if the car were to break down there? Well, it'd be good enough cell service probably to make a phone call. Maybe. But it does put people at a disadvantage in their work life and students, too, because the assumption for pretty much every student in America is that they have what? internet access at home yeah and a computer they can use to like type essays but that's not always true especially in really rural or low-income areas right and so i mean you've had trouble even your own doing the vla with you try to turn in assignments and the computer keeps crashing i mean that wasn't more our internet that was more of right. the fact just, that the online system was not designed to handle that many students well, no, that's true but even but still Still, it's an expectation almost that we have internet capabilities in our home, almost like we do at the office. And uh, it's really hard to stay ahead of schoolwork and work work if you don't. Yeah, so, you know, high-speed internet access for everyone, good yes. thing. Oh, yeah, another thing I'd like to touch on is Biden suspended all student loan debt payments. He did, again? Yeah, till January 1st of 2022, I believe. Oh. Well, how about oh, that? There's the dog. There's a the dog again. She says we should talk about uh, higher interest rates and inflation. Is that what you want to talk about inflation, Lulu? Are you worried about inflation, Benjamin? Uh, not really. Do you know what inflation is? Of course it is. When money becomes less worth. You know, Venezuela. No, that's hyperinflation, yeah. You're not worried about that in your economic future? I mean, not really. A healthy amount of inflation is good for the economy. Wow. Now you're an economy expert? I had to take a course. You took an economics class? Yeah. Really? You don't remember? No. Well, no. Hi, well, dog. I think Lou is telling us it's time to wrap up our podcast for this week. Again, thanks for joining us. We really do appreciate all your calls, emails, Twitter direct messages to us. However you communicate with us, keep it up. We love it. And tell your friends, because, well, this kind of pure genius just needs to be shared as far and wide as it can be. Right, Benjamin? Yep. 
All right, sponsor time. Take it away, Dad. Oh, I almost forgot. How could I forget? This podcast is put together and published with Post by Futuri. Post by Futuri, which great brands know, is a great way to get everything they can out of their podcast, both with recording, posting, sharing on social media. And if you have advertisers, and someday we will, maybe a dog food advertiser, uh, it has the best way of inserting advertisers for podcasts. So if you've got a podcast, you're thinking about one, make sure you check out Post by Futuri. That's it for this week. For me and my team and the news, I'm Tim. And I'm Ben, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.